You are now listening to the Claim It Podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, also can be known as your joyologist. That's the name of my brand. And for a long time, I really didn't use my name. I just went as your joyologist. <laughs> uh, anyway, today is a solo episode and I can't wait to talk to you about what I'm going to make this episode about. But first, one, you bought my book, right? F the shoulds, do the once, get clear on who you are, what you want, and why you want it. If you haven't, go to F the shoulds, do the once.com, or just go to whatever bookstore, online bookstore you want, but they have it all right there and f the shoulds do the once.com you can link to get the audible to get it from barnes and noble to find it at your local bookstore to find it internationally go there and then if you've already got the book and are reading it please 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 leave a review on amazon even if you didn't buy it there um or wherever you bought it you can go to wherever you bought the book and write it and write your review there amazon it was a great place for reviews. And also, if you use Goodreads, it would mean so much for you to write a review. You know, I always ask for reviews for the podcast. If you haven't done that yet, that'd be awesome. Reviews really help podcasts and they really help books and authors to, you know, nudge people to whether they want to read it or not, but also just even having the reviews there actually like shuffles the algorithm for how people find a podcast or find a book when they're looking for something and they don't know what they're looking for. So please, please, please go leave a review. Okay, next thing I want to make sure you know about my absolute favorite skincare brand, which is my podcast partner, this month, for a few episodes, Blissoma. If you've listened to the podcast, you've probably heard me talk about them before. It is legit, authentic green beauty, not this greenwashing crap that's just like putting some words on it. And it's really just regular old ingredients with some like fancy extracts added. So now Blissoma is cutting edge chemistry meets traditional herbal knowledge for the best of both worlds. Their recipes offer a huge range of phytonutrients that benefit every skin need, including sensitivities and painful skin problems. If you haven't yet, you can go find Julie, the creator's podcast episode. I will link that in the show now. She just like, she's fully into this. You know, she's making this for purpose to really change how your skin is, but also how you feel in your skin. So what you want to make sure to do is to go get on their newsletter because they only have a sale like once a year and it's coming up from June 17th through 19th. It's going to be 30% off and it's only for their email and text subscribers. So go to blissoma.com backslash summer dash subscriber dash sale. Again, that's going to be in the show notes. You want to go sign up for the newsletter so that you know about this sale and all of their future offers. They also right now, well, not right now, this might go away, but right now they're offering a free sample set. So you can go to their website and pick out four samples of products you want to try, and then they give you a code. 
you go there and then you can get these samples for free to try the products out. So for that, go to blissoma.com backslash skincare dash sample dash set dash offer. Again, I'll put that in the show notes. So go join for the si- the, um, the newsletter so you know about all the deals and go order yourself some free samples. All right. All right. Now what this episode is about. Oh, so I want to talk to you about how what you think you have strong self-love for yourself, and maybe you don't even just think, but I want to share how I noticed in the last couple years ways that me having a strong sense of self and having strong self-love was actually limiting me. As always, I share these things with the hope that you can look into your own life and see if you have been doing this in any way also. That's also how my book is written. I share a lot of personal stories with the hope that it helps you see your own stuff in a way that it might also be applying to you. So, I mean, again, you guys, likely you all, that's me again, still working on not using the term guys all the time. (laughs) I like to edit myself as it happens. So you have likely heard some of my story, whether you've read the book, listened to podcast episodes before. At the age of 15, I made a choice to to live. I had been questioning whether I was going to end my life or not. And, And it was a really pivotal, 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 pivotal time in my life. And so so I sort of say that my self-love journey began back then. And still to this day, uh, it's a continuous process, right? It's not like you make these choices, you have these ahas, you do this one thing, and then you're good for the rest of your life. Everything is a continuous process, again, which I'm often bringing up in my book. But. And yeah, I've had like such an evolution with it. Like there was definitely a time in that younger life where I was sort of like moving through life as well. I love myself. So F you. Uh, I don't care about you. And and I do. A lot of what I share is right is trying to make our own opinions of ourselves matter more than what other people may or actually do think about us. So that's something, again, that I'm continuously working on. But I felt I like felt like I put up a lot of big walls, and um, I remember when I noticed like early on that those weren't really serving me. That I was like really putting up a wall between me and everybody else, where it was sort of like I love myself, so I don't care if you like me. And while that was true, what was behind that was also the fear that they wouldn't like me that they wouldn't accept me, that they wouldn't think I was, you know, fun or cool or would want to actually be my friend. So I remember having this moment like backstage at the House of Blue Chicago where I was learning to become a sound engineer and like just like going down stairs to get a soda from the soda machine where the restaurant workers were working. And like I just had this moment with somebody was like, why do I, why do I feel like I'm kind of a bitch? And like, why do I put out this energy? And I wasn't. But again, it was a more of a like self-protection mechanism. Like, well, I'm not going to care if you like me. So I'm just going to like not even give you the chance to. 
Um, so I noticed it early on and did a lot of adjustment, but then also again, as life moved along, I realized I still had walls up with people and the people that were really my good friends and even family. I, I was the person that would, you know, do all the things for all the people when I could and, oh, okay, yeah, I can drive you to the airport. No problem. No matter what time it is, no problem. Like, let me just do all the things for you. But yet I would never even dare ask someone to take me to the airport. Like even when I lived like five minutes away from the airport and that was before like Uber and stuff existed and cabs like were in San Diego weren't really that big of a thing. Um, you know, so just like noticing how I was such a giver and, but I got myself, I don't need to count on anybody else or, and even the fact of like, I don't need to talk to somebody when I'm like feeling nervous or scared or not feeling great about whatever's happening in my life or whatever the thing is. Like I didn't really open up to people about that. I would listen to them for their stuff. Always was always such a good listener and to help people talk to through them and stuff. And I'd maybe tell them about like my exciting plans, but honestly not even that. I think I kept a lot of my dreams and like just even like, oh, I'm going to, I want to go take a trip here to myself. Like, so it's this interesting thing that I loved myself so much but yet, what was keeping me from like actually opening up to people? Was it this fear of being rejected? This fear of even like, oh, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to support me or, you know, what will they think about me if they, you know, know I'm struggling with this because they see Trisha as the strong, independent person. I don't know. And so these were all layers of things that I had to work through. Um and then even in my like relationship, I write, you've likely heard me say that my favorite quote ever is, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. It's Eleanor Roosevelt. I believe that I said that quote as she says it. Oftentimes I end up paraphrasing it. <laughs> but so no one can make you feel anything without your consent. And this was a quote that I found early when I was learning to be a sound engineer and I was being judged constantly and like laughed at and like, when is this girl going to give up? And that quote helped me so much. No one can make me feel inferior without my consent. So if they're telling me you're never going to make it or what do you think you're doing or whatever, like I could just brush that stuff off because I knew that I was doing what I was going to do. And even if I wasn't the best at it yet, or even if I really knew nothing yet, that, that this is what I wanted to do. And so I could still show up and, you know, and be eager to learn and be confident, not in like I knew what I was doing, but in confident and this is where I'm meant to be. Um, so no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And then I will even often say, and that's really where the name Claim It podcast comes from, is that no one really can make you feel anything without your consent. And I'll use the reference of, you know, like no one, you can have the most loving friend, the most loving partner, the most loving family, right? They like really do everything for you. They're showing up for you in so many ways. They can love you so much, but also no one can make you feel like loved or worthy of that love without your consent. Has anybody been in a, uh, 
a spot like that where it's like, wow, you know, this person is like, this person is doing these things for you, but yet you really can't fully accept it. And maybe even like some part of you is like, oh, like, why are you doing this? Or, oh, this is wrong or something like, because you're not actually willing to accept the love. And so, so that's the truth that like, we have to find ourselves worthy of love, right? And not just worthy of our own love but worthy of other people's love and affection and attention and acknowledgement. And so that's something that I (laughs) find myself struggling more with than my own still to this day. Again, right? It's always a process. So I have to lean into it like, oh, Trisha, what is this? Oh, why is this fear of you speaking up? Or is this fear of asking this or mentioning this thing? What is this fear? It's like that It's like that you think that you're going to be rejected by speaking up, by saying something, by asking about something, by making a request. So, um, so even though that's a quote and that's saying like where the term claim it, the name of the podcast comes from is that so often we are like, oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll be fulfilled once I live this dream out. Once this goal happens, I'll be successful once I do this, once I have this, um, that we are oftentimes putting like what we think think something will look like and like once we have it then we'll feel that um that's constantly like outside of us chasing it but that we can if we pay attention to how we think that actual thing will feel we could feel it in the moment so if we go back to that love right it can even still be like oh well you know I can try to put myself out there to date once I lose weight once uh I have taken care of my uh, hair uh, <laughs> in my swimsuit region. I'm like, I don't know what to give pubic hair. I'm like, I don't even know this is how far I've been from like dating. Uh, I, can you tell I've been considering dating? I joined a dating app. OMG, I just said that. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, like that brings things up. But so if we're going with the love, then it can see as if... Right. So what does it look like to be for me to be able to accept love or, you know, it seems like we actually put these conditions on accepting love or to be worthy of that love. And again, we're not conscious to it often. So I realized how my love of that quote (laughs) was actually holding me back. And that doesn't mean I don't love the quote. I still do. I think everything has nuance, right? And it just depends on what the situation is and how you're looking at it. So no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And then my, no one can make you feel anything without your consent. So I can see where I maybe have stayed in relationships or like felt like I guess this relocationship is good enough, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, partner relationship, because of no one can make me feel anything without my consent. So like, I believe in myself. So that's good enough. So I don't need other people to believe in me, right? A lot of this stuff came up in the process of writing my book 
Uh, that was a really big thing for me my, finally to sit my butt down and be like, okay, I'm going to do this thing that I've been saying for 10 years that I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a book proposal. And I, once I was like finally sat down, I'm like, I'm going to do this. This is happening. I just have to fully commit to it. And it's happening. Like that's how I often am with things that I really want to do. I have to commit to it. It's fully happening. I believe in myself, so I don't need anybody else to believe in me. Um, and yeah, like it didn't seem like I was being very supported by that many people. But again, it was just going back to, well, like, well, I don't need like other people to believe in me or support me or cheer me on because it's me. No one can make me feel anything without my consent. Like this thing of like, again, being so strong or I got this or self-love. And, and I think like that happening reminded me of so many other things in my life where I feel like I did alone. And I mean, I probably did not actually do them alone. But again, this feeling of not really having maybe the people I wanted to feel seen and acknowledged by to celebrate me and acknowledge me and say good job and that's amazing or whatever the things were. So in the process of working on the book, I think, you know, like not even yet getting the book deal, but just committing to doing it, um, it woke me up a lot to like, yeah, I don't like need somebody to be cheering me on <laughs> or, uh, you know, I don't need somebody to like fully see me and uh, celebrate me because I got that for myself. And then I started to think like, oh, man, <laughs> What would that feel like, though, to have someone be like cheering me on and that's amazing and congratulations, good for you for like really making progress on this dream of yours. What would that feel like to have people that did that? And I probably did. Again, it's going to sound like not anybody did. I'm sure for sure had people and friendships that were doing that, but it definitely shone a light onto the people that were not and I, of course, was very aware of, well, they have their own stuff going on. Like I can't, like, it's not everything is about me, like not everything is about me, right? So different things for different people. In my personal relationship, that was really like effed up. <laughs> Definitely started uh, the, the um, transitioning or like the what I already felt to like reality. But um Again, though, well, everybody's different and blah, blah, blah. Their like, language is this way, so I can't expect that. There's so many ways that we give people excuses. And that is what I'm hoping to bring your attention to today. Like, where are you giving you know, also like, where are you limiting your like being worthy of love? Because you're like, I got it for myself. I have, you know, like I have self-love down. So you're not looking for it from other people. And it's so great, right? To have it for yourself. That's so key. But again, where could maybe your own self-love and you being like connected to that be holding you back from seeing that you still struggle, struggle, you still struggle with receiving love from others, which then is this, well, <laughs> how much self-love do I have if really underneath that all, I'm still afraid that nobody else will love me <laughs> if I like share my truth with them or if I say, hey, uh, like 
I really want to spend time with you and I would love for you to make space to do that. And then like they can't do that. And it's again, it's one thing is like, it's not to act so selfish because I would be very much like everybody's got their own lives going on, you know, whatever. Life is hard for a lot of people. Life was hard for my friends when things was going on, their own relationships going through transitions, uh, new babies, all sorts of things. So having that awareness for the people in your life and also giving myself, giving yourself the space to be like, hey, yeah, like I want to be acknowledged. I want to feel seen. I want this. And that can look different in different ways. For again, like if it's a new parent and they're barely sleeping, it's not like you're going to be like, well, they're obviously not a good friend to me because they're not, you know, taking their weekend to like go out to drinks with me or something. It was just even like, send, you know, sometimes me connecting with my busy friends that live all over the world. It's just taking that time with like a loving text message. You know, and I would even have some friendships where it's like, hey, you know, being honest, being able to be honest, like, hey, I'm feeling a little bit down. Can you say something nice to me? <laughs> like being able to put yourself out that way. So having the awareness of other people do have lives and have things going on, but also where are you consistently letting like yourself be like walked all over? And that doesn't even mean that like you're doing everything for other people, but just where it's like, oh, okay, no big deal. Okay, no big deal. Okay, no big deal no big deal. But then really, if it does feel like a big deal, so where are you like lying to yourself about something not being a big deal when really it bothers you? And then allowing yourself to say, hey, I, you know, I, I know I keep trying to hang out and then it doesn't happen and it, it's not a big deal. And also it kind of makes me feel like, do you want to still be friends with me? I think a long time ago, Tristan Pradim and I, and I had a uh, did a, did a podcast when I mentioned that, what I would have those moments with her where being like, hey, yeah, you'll, you'll tell me that you're too busy to hang out and then I'll see you hang out with people. But also it would be like people that were like lived right down the street from her and I lived at least an hour away. Um, but how it would sometimes get in my head of like, uh, I know that we're still friends and that you like me, but my mind likes to go into this story of, you know, nobody likes me. She doesn't want to spend time with me when you say you don't have time to spend spend time with me and then I see you hang out with people. Like it's just like even sometimes being open about the inner dialogue in our heads that doesn't make sense and it's so uncomfortable to say, then you have an open and loving conversation. So it doesn't mean that you're making like super demands of the people in your life, but paying attention to where are you? Like I said, lying to yourself of where it's not okay. Or like, you know, just letting yourself be like, huh, well, yeah, I don't need to be acknowledged and celebrated this way. And that's not their love language or whatever. So you can be an understanding, compassionate person and be honest with yourself about where that hurts and be honest with that person and see where you can also then make space for it. And, and maybe there can become a way with you and that person to work through it, that you're both being seen and heard and feeling loved. But what I find is, again, that those parts that don't make me want to confront myself of like, well, this really bothers me. And then also speak up with it to the other person is this fear that I'm not like worthy of their love. Or like, if I say something, then that's it. The friendship or the relationship is over. 
and but then it's like kind of like and I think I talk about this in the book too it's like what's the worst case scenario right so if your fear is if I speak up or if I'm honest about how this feels (laughs) then that our friendship's going to be over our relationship's going to be over if that's the fear that you're already living in and so you're not really enjoying the relationship and you're feeling like something's lacking why not try to have a conversation about that and be open and then if that's what happens and that what happens like isn't that actually going to be better as much as it will suck whether it's a you know whatever kind of relationship it is but then you know it and you're not just still living in this unknowing and I don't know and this and it's fine but it's really not fine and all of those things you deserve respect you deserve to be loved you deserve to be seen you deserve to be heard you deserve to be acknowledged and seeing where you are actually limiting that for yourself, not for yourself with yourself, but with others, right? Because sure, other people have the responsibility, but if you're not being honest about what you're with yourself and with others about what it is that you want and are needing, why is that? Is it still the self or struggle? And again, we're always going to have the self or struggle. But looking at your own life and seeing where might you actually be holding yourself back by being like, I'm good on my own. Okay, well, I got this on my own. I'm taking care of it myself. Like, it's okay. Oh, it's no big deal. Like, where are you being too understanding (laughs) for other people? And where can you speak up more? Where can you allow yourself to be more seen, to be more heard, to be more celebrated by opening up more with people, by asking people questions or telling them, you know, how you feel in the relationship. So I want to know if this resonates with anybody at all. Um, And again, this might be like noticing in your relationships and your friendships, like why are you still holding on to these friendships? Again, like I, 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 there were some different friendships that changed. Like, I don't feel like we always have to like cut friends off. It's just noticing like, where are they at in front of like the, uh, you know, in the audience level of your life? I think I heard Terry Call say something about like, they're not uh, in the VIP room of my life. (laughs) Like certain people, it's like, yeah, if they don't maybe have like that space and I don't really feel like me, like I am and our relationship is valued. And again, it might just be like, because they're in a really busy time of their life. So they don't have a space for it. it. So it's not like they got demoted because they're not a good enough friend. But like just noticing too that you can move people around in the audience of your life. <laughs> um, and, where, and then in doing that, then you can make space for even stronger relationships um, and a more space to be for you to be valued and heard and seen. Okay, and I'm so excited, depending on when you're going to listen to this. Well, you know what? Maybe even after. We'll see. So this is going to come out Monday, June 6th. On Wednesday, June 8th, I am going to be leading a free workshop called Free Yourself. And I'm really excited. Um, 
sign up, you can go to yourdryologist.com backslash free. And if you can't make it, so it's going to be Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern time. You can do the other time zone math. Uh, so it's Wednesday. If you know you can't make it live, there will be a recording. Just sign up to get access to it. And so it's like free yourself. So it's sort of along the same sort of things where these things that I've noticed since writing my book, F the Shoulds, Do the Once. Um, so yeah, it might be some similar stuff that's in the book that will go through on this workshop. So it's sort of be like these things to shed things that you're shedding, freeing yourself off, letting go, giving yourself permission to do and to be. So free workshop Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific. Go to yourdwellgist.com backslash free to sign up for it. And um, again, that will also get you access to the recording. Don't forget also my four-month container called Own Your Life starts June 13th. I am so excited about this because, again, so much more uncovering has even come up in the process of putting the book out. The original idea was to do this, create a course that would make the book come to life in your own life. Because, right, you can read the book and that doesn't mean you're going to start to like have as much doesn't mean that you automatically will start to apply it in your own life. That's the hope, but you have to be alert to it, the things in your own life. And I was just talking with a friend this weekend and she was telling me about all these different things in her life and and I was hearing her out. And then at the end of the conversation, I was like, I really do recommend my book. And she was like, oh, but I read it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you're going to need a refresher on chapter this on resentment. You're going to need to read this chapter, these things, because like you can read the book and then still not remember to apply all of what I'm sharing in the book to your own life. So that was the original purpose of me creating this new what was going to be a course. And so it will be like the F the shoulds do the once book will sort of be a backbone of own your life, but we're not like following the book. It's more as if you're signing up for a college course and it's not like the curriculum book, but it's like, this is the recommended reading. Like we will be referring to this book throughout the course. <laughs> so, but it really is that still where it's sort of taking the, the teaching of the book and activating it in your own life. And so that's why I'm calling it a container. It's going to be four months, which is going to be spacious, yet holding you accountable to be actually doing these things in your own life. So it's not just going to be me lecturing you or being like, okay, read chapter four this week. We are going to have live calls and, you know, talk about the certain things, but you are going to be called into putting it to work each week on that module's focus. There's going to be journal prompts, accountability, um, implementation sessions, explorations, uh, daily or a group space, a private group space where we'll have almost daily interactions so I can keep nudging you into the work because I want you to actually apply it to your own life. I am so passionate about everything that I share. I don't want you to just listen to me or read the book and be like, yeah, that's a good thought, Trisha. I want you to uncover your own stuff. So we'll be taking you through what are the limiting thoughts you have? What are these not enough stories you have? Where are you not owning your worth in relationships? Where are you not owning your worth in different areas? So how you can fully own your life, which is going to be a lot of shedding shoulds, freeing yourself up, 
It's going to be a lot of fun. It's four months. It's during the summer, which I think is honestly the best time because that's when we can definitely have like, oh no, uh, what am I going to wear? I'm going to be in bathing suits in front of people or, oh, that person's on that vacation or though they, their kids are doing that. Like I think a lot more comparison stuff can come up in the summer. And so that is why it's an awesome time to go through this program. Again, it's spacious. It's four months eight modules. The live calls are every other week, but there's implementation sessions every week to get you to call into doing the work. And again, there's going to be like a daily group space to again, call you into doing the work. And I do that in these programs because I want you to stay accountable. And so the group space that I have, it's not on Facebook, really does call you into, oh, right, I'm doing this. Oh, right, I'm looking at this in my own life. Oh, Trisha's asking me to name this today. Like, it's not at all a lecture program. Here's a bunch of information. Good luck. This is me calling you into looking at your thoughts, your feelings, your fears, your doubts, your worries, and learning yourself to be how much more aware of them, mindful and to move through them with so much compassion and love for yourself. Okay, so that's yourduologist.com backslash own. Feel free to DM me at underscore Trisha Huffman for info on any of these things. Um, love hearing from you. Again, leave a review. Go sign up for the blissoma.com newsletter and save on some products. <sighs> Own, you're awesome. I appreciate you so much. And I really hope you appreciate you.